this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Derek Buckham from Tokyo Rose. Welcome to Music Stories. How are you? Hello, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here. No, no problem at all. I was just saying to you before that I don't know much about you, so this is going to be a challenging interview, but that's fine. Uh, that's my problem. <laughs> uh, I know you're 20, on... Go on. Tony, I could talk to you for hours. Okay, about, well, that's uh, good. Well, you've got about 20 minutes. <laughs> about 20 minutes, uh, I know. I've got um, uh, the gist of what you do, um, and obviously you're a musician, a composer, a writer, uh, and you've got some very... Uh, brilliantly produced wacky style videos on youtube and so on so i need you to tell me all about you and how you got involved with all this but tony what happened uh, i'm 71 year old now so if you change the if you change the numbers around i started when i was 17 okay and um basically i was ser- i was serving my apprenticeship as an engineer and i met up with a guy and um he played in a band called the jasper Hart band and I used to go around with him as a kid. He was four years older than me. And basically, what I wanted to do, after I saw them on stage, I wanted to do that. Mm. So the guy turned around to me and he said, how are you getting on playing your musical instrument? And I said, I've really got it now. And the guy was Brian Johnson from ACDC. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, at the time, he was in a band called Jasper Hart Band. And... They used to pick me up from Newcastle going to Sunderland. And what basically happened was they pulled up in the van, said to me, a 17-year-old boy, we were on top of the pops on Thursday. And I went, you play in the workingmen's clubs. He says, no, we've been signed up by Red Bus and they've bought our record in at number 27 and we'll be on the tops people on top of the pops on Thursday. And I turned around and said, get off, Brian, no chance. <laughs> Thursday, put up the pubs on. There he was. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So that, so basically, I got the bug from going around with them. Okay. And from from then on, I decided that I wanted to play the workmen's clubs, formed a band, played covers. Eventually, I, I wanted to write my own songs. So I formed Tokyo Rose. We went out as original band. We played all our own material which is very hard work in the northeast of England. Mm. We went down to London a couple of times. Then that that was that. Couldn't make a living out of it. Decided I'd, I would build my own studio. The internet come on, on the scene. I decided I would build my own website. And basically what happened with Tokyo Rose, we released the single in 1983. And we, we paid for it ourselves. It... Um, we left them with people. I said we'd pe- collect the pound later. So they, they only bought it because they liked it. And about twenty years later, I found out it was selling in Japan for a hundred pound. Oh wow! So basically, what I did from there, I decided, well, I need to put my stuff on the internet now, and it all started from there. Amazing! And uh, ex- explain to me why the band's called Tokyo Rose. Well, Tokyo Rose. I thought at the time there was a. Um, uh, uh, it was Bette Midler, and she was a blues singer called The Rose. And yep. that first gave me the idea. Okay. I thought, oh, a Tokyo Rose. 
that's a good idea. Plus the fact Tokyo, I looked at Tokyo Rose, and she was she was interested. She was like yourself into radio broadcasting, not particularly the right things. Do you know who Tokyo Rose was? No, you go ahead. Tokyo Rose was the propaganda girl for Japan. Ah, and she used to tell American troops to go home. Okay, hence hence our first video. Right. Then what happened? So she was, um, and a lot of Americans who say to me, "Why have you called yourself that?" Because she was an enemy of America. But President Ford in I think nineteen seventy six pardoned her. And I'm sure if somebody had a gun on your head now, telling you to tell lies, you you would. You would, of course. Uh, that fascinating story. I bet you've got loads of stories over your musical career. I, I, basically, I could I could see if I wasn't telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me about these videos that you make uh, that go on um, uh, that are on YouTube, which they're they're amazing and very funny and wacky. Well, the, what what basically happened was um, when we first built the studio um, with my friend who was the guitarist, um, we used to just write songs, and then somebody turned around and said, "Well, what we need to do is um, if you want to get your echoes played, you need you need a video." So basically, what happened? Um, the guy was not that particularly interested because I basically forced him to do it, but he did a great job. And Pete died about four years, five years ago, just as I was retiring. So I thought to myself, well, this is something I've always wanted to do. So instead of buying a nice car or having nice holidays, I decided to upgrade the studio into a movie studio and a top class recording studio. Then, so I just sat around and I think I've done about a, overall 130 videos, 60 of them I'm probably quite proud of. <laughs> so, that's what I try to do, Tony, right? <laughs> I try to put a smile on people's faces. Well, yes, you certainly do that. That's incredible. Yeah. And, uh, but, sorry, go on. Yeah, how can people find them? Do they just go to YouTube and search for Tokyo Rose? Well, it's, it's tokyorose.biz, the YouTube channel. Okay. All right, I'm sure we'll uh, direct a few people to have a look because they are very funny. I've had a, a look at those as well, and musical as well, of course. Yeah, we've got. I've got eight hundred thousand views at the moment. That's not bad. It's more and than... I feel as though I've, I feel as though I've asked eight hundred thousand people to look at them. So let's go for the million. Come on, everybody! We need another couple of hundred thousand views. Uh, well, well the thing Rose. is, if the thing is, if you hit a million, you get paid. Yeah. If you have a if you have a thousand subscribers, you get paid. But I, I, I've only got six hundred subscribers, and I'm up to eight hundred thousand. But Tony, it's I don't know. When you're a writer or doing what something you do, you get into your own little environment and you forget about your worries and just just get on with it. Yeah, understood. And presumably, you hire out your studio to to, to clients as well, do you? No, no. It's no. just just for you. It's just for me, and basically, what well, I've always I've been in professional studios, and listening to I've I've still got all, all my work, and I've listened to the work that I did in professional studios, and I listen to the work I'm doing now, and I'm do, I'm doing a better job because I've got the time. Mm. When you were like when you were paying 150 pound an hour to go into a studio, you rushed it to come out, and wished you had another 150 pound to go back. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's good. So what's the, the future for you? I mean, are you still writing songs? Yeah, 
Yeah, basically, um, if somebody says something, um, I tend to sit down and write a song. As I write the song, it probably takes us about two weeks to record the song because um, a lot of people don't realise how much goes into editing and mixing and mm. uh, mastering everything. But by the time I finish the song, I've got the idea of the video in, in my head. So it, it only takes us about a couple of days to do the video. That's amazing. Sure. And um, do you use, you know, you must have seen in your lifetime, your career span, a lot of changes to the technology available. Oh, yeah, definitely. At the moment, in in the other room, I've got a, I've still got a tape machine. So when you used to record on a tape, and there's no auto-tunes on there or no anything, you had to do a great performance or do it again. Yeah. Hence, when you watch the Beatles, you know, uh, George Martin said about the Beatles, they took 62 takes to do one song. Right. You know, so, um, and he still wasn't happy with it. That was on Let It Be. Right. And in, in the end, he said it wasn't good enough. But one thing about the technology today, um, I've got all, you've got a hundred tracks for multi-tracking. Mm. You can go, you can go back. And basically what I do now, I listen to it. If it's not good enough, I just come back and put it right. Yeah. And that's the beauty. But today's technology, any young kid can do that in his bedroom now. Yeah, they do as well, don't they? And a yeah. lot of the software is free, things like um, Audacity and things like that. Uh, you know, yeah. Young people use that, and they're so creative with that. And, you know, you'd think that they were in a professional studio. It's amazing. Ah, yeah, it's. I think what you've got to do, I, I still believe I write good songs. When I write a song, I wouldn't write it if I didn't think it was good. Mm. And, you know, that's that's what that's what most people do. But that thing behind me there, if you have a look, that there is a different world. Right. As soon as you use green screen, you can be anywhere. Yes, you can have true. any. You can have anybody sitting next to you. That's very true indeed. Uh, well, as you know, um, by looking behind me, there's a tape recorder so from the days when I used to record got, stuff. Tony, I've still got them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've never thrown anything away, and um, but that but that's the joy. You know, when I first got my first air track. Oh, that was absolutely marvellous. And people said to me, you know, go digital. And it took me a long time before I realised how good digital was for multi-tracking. Yeah, it is. It's much more flexible, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, what advice would you give to somebody listening to this episode of Music Stories who, you know, because, you, you know, you, you um, have been around for a while and hopefully going to be around for a lot longer, but you, you've accumulated a lot of experience in the industry. You've seen how it all changed. What, I, what advice? Yeah, what what advice? I found, what, what it's all about is talking to you guys like, like yourself and talking to different DJs. And I talk to DJs who were quite famous, but they tell me they're not allowed to play my songs. Now, that's a, dis that's a disappointing bit about it. They, a lot of them get set playlists. And they're not allowed to choose their own songs. That's right. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, I still send them it. And, the, the, you know, I, I get replies saying, Derek, we can't play your, you know, we only play established artists or people who are signed to labels. I've been contacted by a few um, minor labels. I can't see the point. Mm. I can do it myself. But the, the difficulty is trying to get people 
to listen to your music. Yeah. Because there's so many kids out there doing it. And what advice would you give to those kids? Do it. Because you meet so many wonderful people that you chat to. Um, Basically, your whole life is basically going out to a concert. You know, you go to a pop concert or you go to a pub that's playing pop music. You don't see anybody fighting. You know, most people are there because they want to talk about music or they love music. And I've found that with a lot of my friends, um, some of the pubs that look like some of the roughest pubs um, never saw any problems because people went there to listen to the music. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty about music. Fantastic. Well, Derek, it's been brilliant talking to you. Uh, as you say, we could probably talk for hours. And I, I, would, I could, Tony. And I, I'd love to see your collection of studio equipment as well if I'm ever up in your neck of the woods. I'll give well, you a if shout. You, if, yeah. <laughs> if you come up and do it. <laughs> Tony, I've bought things off eBay, right? And I've never been let down. And the only reason I've been let down is because technology moves on so quick. It does, doesn't it? Indeed. And, and that is that is that is the only problem. But it's just um, it's just fantastic. I was listening to you this morning, by the way. I was listening to a few of your interviews. Right. And I, I, I found them I found them very interesting. Good. Well, I'm glad. I just you... I just hope this isn't too edited. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I'll let you into a secret. I hardly ever edit any of the interviews. But I don't want to. I mean, people kind of. What what I found, Tony, is you're not going to be able to please everybody, yep. right? And there's going to be people that didn't like what you're doing. But if people don't like what I'm doing, all I can say, well, do and listen, or don't watch. Yeah, they can go somewhere else, and there's plenty of choice these days, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, lo- lots of choice, Tony. All right, well, Derek Buckham from Tokyo Rose, thank you very much for talking to me on Music Stories. Your website is tokyorose.biz, and um, we'll put that in the text as well so people can find uh, your films and your music and everything about you as well. Thanks once again for talking to me. Thanks, Tony. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide.